Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Hey everybody, good evening. This is Matthew from Don't Unfriend Me, episode 69, December 26. The day after Christmas, and I'm ready for Christmas to be over. I think if I heard Last Christmas one more time or Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, I would jump off the roof. But, alas, it's over, and I'm sure next November we'll be ready to hear it again right at Thanksgiving time. And... It's always that way, and I think we appreciate Christmas and then are glad when it's over, and I'm one of those people. I realize I don't have a joke for you tonight as I recorded and started recording without getting one, and now I am have to come up with something while I talk to you at the same time, and we'll see if I have that ability. What are we going to talk about tonight? Well, Gal Gadot is the lady we're going to be talking about a little bit about Wonder Woman, you may know her from Fast and the Furious with her untimely fall. I heard she's going to be back for the next Fast and Furious, which is always exciting for me. We're going to talk a little bit about Dr. Burks and her recommendation to do something for the entire world and not do it herself. And then we're going to dive into a little bit of the Tennessee bombing. Just a few more things that I have uncovered since I went live on Christmas, and I hope you enjoyed it. I Fortunately, stalled as much as I can, and I still don't really have a joke for you, but I'll wing it to the best of my ability since my wife is going to be mad at me after this episode, and that's okay. I'm willing to take a hit for the team. But Harvey and Bill are on the tee box, and they've been golfing for most weekends as for the last, you know, 40 years. And they're both married, and they've been married for almost 40 years. And it's not a coincidence that they golf for the same time amount that they've been married. Everybody likes to get away from their significant other. I don't, honey. I love you, and I never want to leave you. But Harvey is on the first tee, and he's ready to swing away, and he does. And he drives a beauty right down the kisser, right in the middle of the fairway. A beautiful 260-some-odd yards of just a nice, clean drive. And Bill goes, nice drive, Harvey. And Harvey says, no problem. As Bill gets up, he looks at his club hand, he shakes his hip, and he starts estimating where he's going to drive and where the wind is. And as he looks upon the fairway, he sees off in the distance a freeway. And there's a hearse and about 40 or 50 cars in a procession, funeral procession, driving by. Well, Bill feels something and pulls his hat off and puts it over his heart and bows his head. Bill just seems to be reflecting and pondering and pontificating something. And Harvey goes, geez, Bill, that's, uh, that's awfully touching as a little tear comes down Bill's eye. And Bill says, well, I should. I was married to the witch for 40 years.
You'll have to forgive me since that was on the fly, and I had to come up with something quickly, and please forgive me if you didn't find it funny, but anyone who's seen my show more than once will understand that most of the time my stuff is not that funny. They're dad jokes after all. Folks, who am I, what am I, and what are we doing here? Well, it's fairly easy. My name is Matt with Don't Unfriend Me. You can find me on Facebook right here. All you got to do is stop by, like, follow, and share my stuff. I would appreciate it. You can also find me on Instagram if you want to see some photos, and I also post the show there as well. And lastly, YouTube. Anytime you want to see the videos in HD and get a little bit of my catalog, you can stop by there. Make sure to throw a like, subscribe, share. It helps out, folks. It means a lot. And God does not kill a puppy if you do. What do we do here? Well, we do a few different things. Don't Unfriend Me is all about current events, political talk, sometimes movies, sometimes whatever. And we just have a conversation. And I promise you this, not all of you will enjoy my sense of humor. That's why we have a sign in the background that tells you. And you might laugh and you might cry and you might throw things at the screen. But either way, just don't unfriend me. Tonight, I'm going to tell you a story that is shocking. And it's horrendous. And it's not fun and it's not exciting. And luckily, it seems like nobody was killed, possibly one body was found, and we hope, we hope that that was the actual bomber themselves, and that would be easier for everybody, but we don't know, and a lot of the things we talked about on Christmas, we still don't know, and we won't for a while. This is going to be investigated. There's a couple things we did find out, is we found the location of the RV. Now, we have some photos of the RV, and it's uh, going to be... Well, I'm just ruining it, aren't I? There it is. So here's a close-up view of the RV. And you can see, pay particular attention to the top roof. There seems to be four items on top. Now, those items have various purposes and various reasons, and I'm not an RV expert, and I don't know. I would assume they'd be some sort of ventilation or skylight, (coughs) possibly something for antenna or maybe a satellite dish, whatever, but ultimately they serve a purpose, and what that purpose is, it matters not. But what is interesting is that we have a photograph of the RV, and according to sources, it was parked in front of what a lot of people think is the tower of AT&T, which is not the case. I'll show you exactly where the epicenter of the blast was before and after. In fact, I'll, I'll take a walk with you through Google Maps on it. But as I heard the location, we didn't have the exact address, which is, I'm not going to give it to you either. I don't think that's appropriate. In fact, the one in the papers is wrong. They say it's on a hundred block of some street. And once again, you can find this out yourself. But the whole point is, is that we don't know if this RV is actually the homeowner or not. I've got several different photos of this RV over Google Maps and went back in time and history to some of the archives in the internet, which you can do, and surf things years ago and find out where else this was parked. This was parked in the front of the house. This was parked behind a fence. It's been parked everywhere. It seems fairly good condition. The tires aren't necessarily new, but it's not discolored, and it's not disheveled, and it's not falling apart. So ultimately, it's a fairly decent and used RV camper. Um, As we said before, It's not exactly the same size as something in Breaking Bad. It's essentially a truck camper, and we see them all over. Not as popular as they once were, but they're still around quite readily. What's interesting about this is that I decided to go ahead and go on Google Maps and start researching and going up and down the street and seeing if I could see the RV and get photographs. Well, alas, I've done just that. 
here is the actual camper. And you will say, well, Matt, is that possibly the same one? And my answer to you would be absolutely with no equivocation. You can see this in Google Maps if you go there from a bird's eye view or a walk around view. It only took me a few minutes. And I'm really surprised people haven't done it yet. But doesn't matter. My mind works in different ways and I like to explore things and I'm inquisitive. So that's what I did. I don't have satellite imagery, so I have to use Google. But the whole point is, is that you can find it. Now, how I know it's the same vehicle is you can look. This is the opposite side. However, the windows are the same. The striping is the same. And if you look at the original picture that I showed you a second ago, you can see that the writing of the RV is the same and they both match. So this is most assuredly the same RV. Once again, we don't know if this is the bomber. We don't know if this is whatever. This could just be a person who had their vehicle stolen. We don't know. And we hope that this is over. But I just wanted to give you an idea of what the RV looked like and what it meant. Now, people are saying that this bomb impacted an AT&T building. And this is what's frustrating. Because if you look at the photographs of Nashville, you'll see usually the plume of smoke. And then off on the side, there is a tall skyscraper, which is in fact the AT&T building. And it's a little bit deceiving. When they say downtown AT&T building, really people only think about one in Nashville, like most. There's one in Denver, there's one in Chicago, there's one in Los Angeles, there's an AT&T building everywhere. The interesting thing is, is that there is no way in hell that this building was possibly damaged by this explosive device. Now, there could be some, some windows broken out, but I severely doubt it simply because of the profile and the bomb was contained. It was contained between a wall of brick and mortar that was at least 20 stories high, and I will show that to you. So when we look at this, a lot of people are talking about the Dominion voting and that there was voting inside there. And of course, it goes back to the election. It goes political. What's new? But this really was, looks to be a data center, and I will show it to you right now. So when we look at this, you're going to see this is the epicenter. This is ground zero right here. Where this truck is, that's where it was parked. The building to the right is the AT&T. You can see it. It's made of solid brick. It goes up very, very high. And it probably goes up three stories. But there's a larger profile in the back. Now, you can see if a blast is here, it's going to stay in this profile. And any energy is going to go into the left and to the right and dissipate and sum up. There's no way that this AT&T building was damaged in any way, shape, or form. There's the BB King Lounge that we talked about, the club. And you're going to take a right on this street, which is Commerce Street. You can see the AT&T building right there. And as you go forward, you're going to go basically one-tenth of a mile to get here. So this is much further than people are actually thinking. Now, if we go back to the other building, we know a couple of things. We know, one, that that is obviously a what is known as Bell South building, and it's actually labeled as the Bell South building. However, it is purchased by AT&T, and we know that AT&T may get acquisitions of Bell South, and therefore, in Google, it still appears to be Bell South, but it's actually indeed an AT&T building. It doesn't look like a storefront in any way, shape, or form. They have the windows blacked out, and I would assume that that's a central hub for communications. Is it a coincidence? I don't know. 
Is it somebody who believes that that's where the Dominion servers were being kept and there was evidence? I don't know. What I do know is that I don't know. And that is where everyone else should be. There are so many conspiracy theories going around and it makes me laugh because nobody knows. We can hypothesize, we can speculate, but in the end, it doesn't mean anything until we get some more information. Right now, I will stick to my current prediction that it was trying to bring people into a kill box, and I will tell you why. Because if anyone knows anything about explosives, an explosion that happens in a contained area is a hundred times more devastating and deadly than one that is in the open. In fact, this bomb, was if it was in an open field, probably would have been equivalent to a stick or two of dynamite. In that small confined area where the concussion actually reverberates and rebounds creates a higher level of G-force. The human body can stand about 50 Gs. I promise you, it was exponentially larger than 50 Gs. I don't have the idea of what it would be, but looking at the blast radius and looking at those cars, it was 10, 50, 100 times larger than it would be to kill anyone in that area. And it would make sense that the police would come in down those two streets, and that would be devastating. That is my initial reaction, and that is my thought, and I'll stick to it until I hear something else. But I will tell you is that that AT&T building profile was wrecked, and so were all the buildings around that. But we won't know for a while, and we may never know as the Las Vegas shooter. We have predictions, we have ideas, but once again, nobody truly knows. We will find out, and let's hope that this idiot, whoever it may be, left a long list and a diatribe of information for us to collect and anyone else who was involved. So we'll put that to bed until we hear something else. Let's talk talk about something with a little bit of a lighter note. Gal Gadot. No, I'm not talking about WW84, which is, from everyone I've talked to, a pile of crap and the worst movie to come out in a long time, perhaps since Ishtar. Now I find that hard to believe. If it's a Gal Gadot movie, you simply just put it on mute and enjoy it anyway. Uh, I believe that Gal Gadot happens to be one of the most beautiful women on the planet, second to my wife. So I'll tell you this. She's in the news. And what could it possibly be about? Well, it's not about Wonder Wonder Woman, like I said. It has to do with mess. What a good picture. I mean, look at those eyes. You could just get lost in those. She's probably not even wearing makeup. I just... Think she's oh here's another one, another picture of Gal Gadot. Who made my samples today? This is great. I love and another. It's certainly not this one that we're going to talk about, or this one. She's got that playful meow. Look at ah, it's fantastic, Gal Gadot, folks. Or this one. Look how natural up in the morning. Anyway, it's about Gal Gadot and her being the famous Cleopatra. And what's interesting about this is we all know that Cleopatra has been played by many people. But this past October, she was selected to play Cleopatra. As we also know, or you may not know, but I will tell you, is Gal Gadot happens to be Israeli. Now, there are people who are extremely upset about this and that 
Cleopatra was African or Egyptian or Arabic, which is all incorrect, and she's not. But leftists are always confused about their facts and history because they tend to burn the books that teach them history. And she was not none of those things. She was actually a Macedonian, which makes it very different. Now, if we go ahead and listen to some of the things they said, here were some of the tweets. Which Hollywood dumbass thought it would be a good idea to cast an Israeli actress as Cleopatra, a very bland-looking one? Oh, I don't know. Do we need to go back and look at these pictures again? I'm, I'm confused. What, who's the dumbass? She's bland-looking? If she's bland-looking, then I'm Brad Pitt. Holy bland-looking? She's a lot of things, but bland is not. Them are fighting words. Anyway. Instead of a stunning Arab actress like Nadine Najim, ask journalist Samira Khan, and shame on you, Gal Gadot. Your country steals Arab land and you're stealing their movie roles, shaking my head. This is interesting. You know, the guy that played in Passion of the Christ wasn't actually Jesus. We're aware of that, right? And the guy that played Luke Skywalker, Mark Hamill, wasn't actually Luke Skywalker. And in Philadelphia, Tom Hanks didn't die of AIDS. Folks, if I'm not mistaken, the people that play other people are actors, and the whole point of an actor or actress is to pretend to be someone else. So if you want to play an Israeli or an Arab or a anorexic lesbian, for all I care, if you fit the part, play it. And I'll be transparent with you. I think she'll be the most Cleopatra-looking Cleopatra. Cleopatra was a goddess by human standards, and I think Gal Gadot qualifies. In fact, if she's doing open casting for her partner in the movie, I'm willing. I'm willing to put myself out there. And we can only hope, because Cleopatra was a philanderer, that this movie is rated R-R-R-R-R, and we finally get to see the rest of Gal Gadot that we haven't had a chance to see yet. And I know that's sexist. I know I shouldn't be praying for her to actually be nude, but I'm going to, because we all have crushes. And this is why my wife is going to beat the hell out of me, but I'm willing to take it. For Miss Gadot. Cleopatra was part Greek and part Berber. Oh, God. Did you run a DNA test? Whatever, forget it. It's not like you've read a book, people. <clears throat> That's what we know for sure. We know that for sure, huh? No, we don't. We don't have her DNA that I'm aware of. Scholars have been debating this topic for centuries now. We, we do, that's true. It has been debated who she is. But what we do know for sure is she was Macedonian. Now, back then, we're talking mixing of people by royal lines, by villages, by marrying people off for, for land. Things were arranged. Cousins, brothers, sisters. It doesn't matter. I mean, this was the, the lineage of royalty that was preserved by keeping it in the family, so to speak. We don't know who she is. Soldiers would invade towns and do horribly horrific things to women which would eventually breed out certain populations. We know that the English did this with the Irish and the Scottish attempted to do it. And it wasn't absolutely not happening with the Greeks and the Romans and the Arabs and the Moors and the Saxons. This was what happened during those times. So we aren't 100% sure what she is, but we do know Macedonians in the picture. And ultimately, that's all we do know. The line is this, whatever you think of her being cast as Cleopatra, never forget that Gal Gadot proudly served and continues to support a colonial army notorious for maiming and murdering civilians. 
said author and public speaker Stephen Salida. Not only is she responsible for participating in war crimes and whitewashing the army that committed them, she also should have her wealth seized and distributed to Palestinian refugees. Folks, a lot of this has been in jest and in fun, but Gal Gadot is not responsible for what's happening over in Israel. That has been happening long since any of you have been alive and breathing. And if you pretend to understand it, you've obviously never been there. You haven't set foot on those soil, and you have no idea what you're talking about. You can come in on many different sides when it comes to Palestine and Israel, but the side that you can't come down is an expert if you are a white American or not from that area or have never visited, or any color American for that matter, if you have not lived in that situation, and she has, I would say she's probably is the most qualified to play Cleopatra. I think she'll do fantastic in the role. And unlike WW84, which was a pile of crap, I think this movie has a chance to be great. And if it doesn't, and if it's not, we'll just put it on mute and enjoy it anyway. Leftists, what are you not offended by these days? One more thing that I forgot to tell you. If you take a look, those are two actresses that played Cleopatra. Here's the other 26 who have played Cleopatra. All different shapes and sizes. And I will tell you, none of them are Macedonian. And the reason why they're not Macedonian is they couldn't find someone who was Macedonian to play the role. They did dig up Cleopatra, and unfortunately, she didn't hold up very well. Hollywood struck out and decided to go with Gal Gadot, and I'm glad they personally did. Dr. Deborah Burks. Well, this lady has been up there, and she has told us a lot of things. She has told us to wear masks, not to wear masks, to wear masks, to not buy masks, to make sure to not wear gaiters, to wear only a certain type of mask, to go indoors, to not go indoors, to sit in groups, to not sit in groups, to not go to restaurants, to go to restaurants, and done everything else. Now, I very seldom will hold accountable doctors and people who are trying to provide a service to the nation. And I have to say that I have listened to her for quite a while now. And I will tell you a few things. This doesn't shock me what I'm about to tell you. None of them follow the rules. None of them follow the policies. And we hate Trump as much as we hate Trump. But at least he said, this is kind of BS. Doesn't wear a mask. Doesn't really care about social distancing. Got COVID, fought it, and it's over. But these others pretend that they know. And Dr. Fauci and Dr. Burks have been at the forefront of this and, and the Surgeon General for the last nine to ten months. And they have said conflicting information and they have completely confused everybody. They have contradicted the CDC, the World Health Organization, and those three powerheads have all been struggling to identify what to do about COVID. Does any of it work? Well, we don't know, but I will tell you what Dr. Burks feels internally by her actions, and that is the only thing that usually defines people in my eyes. Burks repeatedly have told us and urged Americans to increase their vigilance at this moment. During a press briefing on November 19th, due to the number of increasing coronavirus cases around the country and the potential for a post-Thanksgiving surge due to small family gatherings, she asked us all to stay home. She asked us not to go anywhere and also to limit the size of amount of people in our homes, including family members. This was her reason that she decided to break that. My parents stopped eating and drinking because they were so depressed. The 64-year-old said during the interview, 
My daughter hasn't left that house in 10 months. My parents have been isolated for 10 months. They've become deeply depressed, Burks added, noting the need to recover from the trauma of the last 10 months. Well, Dr. Burks, we all feel the same. We feel just like you. And still, we put on the mask. My sister hasn't seen her nieces and nephews in almost a year. My father is taken ill, and there is no way that I'm getting on a plane for as long as I need to and what I have to go through to get there. There are emergencies that happen all over. There are friends I haven't seen. There are neighbors I haven't seen. My kids are not in school. My wife gets chastised for wearing a mask and then not wearing a mask when she's doing some, another task. None of this is good. None of it is easy. And now you know how America feels. So before you paint everyone with the same brush and put these laws in place that are completely uncalled for and completely oppressive to our freedom and the Constitution of the United States, that it should be our decision how we participate in this event. And if we decide to stay home or we decide to brave the chances of going out, then those people will face those consequences. And yes, people will die. And yes, the sickness could spread, but nothing will delay that. This vaccine won't cure it because 100% of the people in the United States will not get it. And the moment we allow travel to come back, people overseas will bring it too who have standards that are less than ours. This will be with us for the rest of our lives. And we can sit here and allow people to die we care about. And we can live in fear and try not to catch it. But this is the country that fought world wars. This is the country that went to the moon. This is a country who fought through great depressions and slavery and civil war and revolution. Yet we are unable to face a virus that has a survival rate better than most other winter pathogens. I don't know what to tell you, Dr. Burks. I'm sorry for your family and I have a heart. But what I don't appreciate is you standing up on that podium in the ivory tower of the White House and pretend that you are holier than thou when you are just as human and vulnerable as we are. Folks, that's it for my show tonight. I will end it like I started and ask you please to stop by. Uh, if you're watching this on Facebook, go ahead and hit me up with a like, share, or follow. And you can also follow on YouTube. I would greatly appreciate it if you would do that. And then I will go out on one note, which is the Veteran Crisis Hotline. 1-800-273-8255. Press 1. 22 veterans a day commit suicide. It is too many. They have a hard time talking about it. They sometimes do not talk to civilians. If you have a veteran in your life or know someone who does, who is struggling, please reach out to me if you need to, and I'll make that phone call. We have a commonality and we can talk about service and service people usually will open up to other service people. If you do not feel comfortable with that, you can go to my website at don'tunfriendme.com, click on the VCL link, link and you will be connected directly to a Skype call to VCL. Folks, thank you so much for stopping by. Thank you for watching the show. I will see you tomorrow with another episode and if you need anything or have any questions, comments, concerns or you just want to see more pictures of Gal Gadot which I'll be happy to put up if we want to. That's not her. There it is. Plain looking. What's wrong with people? Anyway, I got to go. Thanks, folks.
Thanks for watching Don't Unfriend Me, everybody. I want to recommend Alex from Aleko's Design. He works on all of my video and graphic design, and he is amazing. Please give him a shot. Please head on over to his website at www.alekosdesigns.com. And one more quick thing before we go, folks. Still Point does the music intro for the show. They are listeners. They are fans, and we absolutely love them. Special thanks for that amazing song. And you can hear Citizen Soldier at ReverbNation.com slash Still Point.